Warning, the NBA Hole podcast is not intended for children. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Follow us on the Twitter box at NBA Hole Podcast. Hold on to your butts. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the NBA Hole Podcast, episode number five. All right. Here it is. The fucking episode you've been waiting for. Statistics. Bum, bum, bum. I need to insert a uh, crazy sound effect there. Every time I say statistics. Okay, let's try it again. Statistics. No, no. One more. Okay. Statistics. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, I called this episode, Statistics is for the Sadistics. (laughs) Because if you've ever taken statistics, you will understand how horrible it feels. Uh, it is like being burned with hot coals. It is, uh, like getting your friggin' fingernails ripped off. <laughs> it is like being skinned alive at times. Uh, let's get into some things that you may or may not remember. Um, uh, you probably have been in therapy trying to forget about this if you've taken this long ago. If you haven't, buckle up. There is, uh, I'm, I'm not going to make this a very long episode because I, I just want to <laughs> touch on the things that are in statistics that uh, you get to do, uh, have to do. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm probably bringing up really uh, terrible repressed memories for some of you. I'm, I'm guessing this will be the most unlistened to episode unless <clears throat> you are listening to this because of the simple uh, the, the simple fact that you are a sadistic. What do I mean by that? Well, the definition of sadistic is deriving pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation of others, a.k.a. a statistics professor. <laughs> None of my statistics professors. No, 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 no. They were all awesome. I mean, other statistics professors, the ones that I didn't have. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> statistics, holy formulas. Okay. So I want to get back to ep one, episode one. I, I abbreviated that because I, it, it would save me a lot of time by doing that when I abbreviate the thing. And then I don't have to actually say the entire word. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I was a, uh, liberal arts major a long ass time ago. 
And as I mentioned in the first episode, the the very idea that we have 16 and 17 year olds choosing majors and colleges is absurd. Because <laughs> that 16 year old dreamer in me is now just a shadow of a beaten down person. <laughs> All of those dreams that I had are buried in the dirt. <laughs> so now I'm in business school because um, I'm sadistic. I guess, uh, yeah, I calls it like I sees it. Okay, so um, I had to do prereq on statistics, and there were 25 chapters in that one, in that one prereq course. Thank God that I had that I took that course because I would have been sunk. If you haven't taken statistics in a long ass time and you're jumping into a, a fucking program or <clears throat> you just want to brush up on it or something, uh don't expect a friggin' master's level course to be anything but the worst thing that you will ever experience besides finance, but I digress. <laughs> Here we go. Holy formulas uh that is the thing that i remember about statistics and you know other other courses too i mean everything else has formulas but the formulas and statistics just like make no freaking sense to me it is reading a different language upside down and backwards and underwater holding my breath (laughs) trying to figure out this shit this is not hyperbole or um as i pronounce it hyperbole uh, the first week in my first, uh, MBA statistics course, which was something like fucking management decisions or some, something like that. I don't know. It's like applied statistics, uh, was 400 slides. I'm not kidding. It, this was a three hour course or no, no, no. This was a one hour course. It was three hours of class time. In in the three hours, he tried to cover 400 slides. It didn't fucking happen. So it slid to the next week and then the next week. It took three weeks to get through these first the first week of slides. And then, well, what happens uh, when the first week turns into three weeks? Well, then week two and week three get compounded and compressed, and you have to learn that material anyway so you just kind of don't, oh, God damn, I, I'm 400 slides. It was insanity on the amount of material that was in there. Okay, anyway, let's go to charts, 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 charts. I need a jingle for that. I'm not going to do one because I'm lazy. All right, so charts, uh, this is a thing that uh, you get to do and learn and have fun with, and they are a statistician's best friend. But, and it's fine, like, if you know how to do this stuff, but, like, each one of them, you got to do a thing. You got to know how to do each one of these things, and there's, like, a fucking... Uh, ISO fucking process to, to, like 35 step process to do a lot of this shit it's bullshit stem and leaf plot um, yeah I don't remember a whole lot about this one fuck it uh, but it is a different way I think you draw this I, I don't know if there's a good way to do this in Excel um, but 
uh, we I was tested on it in two different statistics courses, um, and I said, fuck that. I don't want to know anything about it anymore. Uh, histograms is the big one. That's like the one that you're always going to see, and you're going to see the different fucking skewness in the histogram, and that's probably going to be like the one that you have. Other than scatter plots, um, that's... That's like when you get to uh, a data set with a bunch of shit um, and you're trying to uh, get uh, things figured out from a management perspective. Like if you're in business and you're trying to like figure out what to do, you're probably going to rely on a lot of scatter plots. It's a good way to see your data kind of bunched together. Um, but a lot of times, like we we do both. We look at it. We look at the histogram. We look at the scatter plot. We look at this. We look at that, and uh, we try to determine uh, the different um, uh, trends in the data. <clears throat> try to see where that where it is. Uh, we actually, when you apply a lot of the statistics, uh, it it can help you make better decisions. I will say that. But goddamn, like having to learn all of this stuff in a compressed time period is insanity. So my dumbass knows enough to know where to go back and look and like how to look it up on how to like do it again. That is my practical advice on how to apply this stuff. So like, yeah, I I would know how to do and interpret a scatter plot and how to apply that. But like to actually like run the shit, I probably have to uh, figure out how to get the data set into Excel and choose the right things and then go from there. Um, but I mean, that's, that stuff's not tough. It's the formulas on how to do shit. That is the difficult thing. Okay. So box plots is another one. So box plots is this like weird looking thing. It's got like a box and it's got like a gate and it shows you where you're outliers are your quartiles your median and your mean so uh and the thing that will drive somebody insane um if that that has taken a statistics course is someone else that is incorrectly using median and mean or using it in interchangeably and then they're like oh well the the median and it's like well wait when they're talking about average and you're like that's the mean I mean, colloquially is kind of how that's referred to. And yeah, it, it, uh, it's a little thing, but it can make a big difference. Medians, the middle of your data set, the end. All right. Correlation. <clears throat> uh, God damn the correlation R and the fucking coefficient R squared. So the, it's a big fancy cal- calculation. And when you look at this formula, uh, this is, I think this is one of the first formulas where I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, I would rather be uh, on the run with a fucking hungry T-Rex on my tail. I, I like my odds better uh, in that situation than I do sitting down at a test trying to calculate fucking correlation and the coefficient by hand because fuck that um my advice use excel because there's this there's a couple of fancy functions in there but here's another thing with stats is like there's a there you can do it with excel but you have to know the right way to do it and if you do it wrong your numbers are going to come up wrong and there are certain like i don't remember what they are but like a lot of this stuff 
like has very similar functions. You can't just like type in correlation and it'll run the correlation. I think with that one, it's just C C O R R E L, and then it'll give you the correlation of the of the two different uh, inputs. But um, there's other ones that like if you use the wrong one or now these there's these new Excel functions which I I, I don't remember what I think it's like. Uh, like binomial dot dist when you're doing like uh, binomial distributions, but there's a different binomial distribution or like an older formula that will give you different numbers. That is confusing as fuck. So uh, that is the part where if you're running all this stuff in Excel, like you are going to be lost if you don't do the right thing. And even when you do, you don't necessarily understand what it's doing. And, and there's so much shit. My, my problem with this is there was so much shit thrown at me in all of these, in, in every, well, not me. I was just, I was just, I would just say like in general, <laughs> a student might possibly have a, so much shit thrown at them that, uh, it, it, it's like you're fucking drowning. It's, um, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what it's doing or why it's doing it. You're just like, okay, um, duh, to get this answer, I type in this, this, and this. And you end up like fuck, the equivalent of read and regurgitate, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, with the... Um, with with your charts, going back to charts, you're gonna run into things like skewness and kurtosis. Uh, skewed data is basically like, all right, like is your data set like is is your data like bunched to one side, um, or is it normally distributed? Uh, and then kurtosis is basically like how fat are the tails. So like it, it with a normal distribution, like you should there's a there's a way that that um, that you're that they center around the mean. I think it's sixty-eight percent um, around the mean, and then you have your standard deviations uh, outside of that. And then, but the kurtosis is like if you have fatter tails, basically um, more data uh, sitting outside of the normal distribution curve, uh, as I understand it. So that's like out in your standard deviations. Uh, if you have more data than then you should, I think, is it, if you have a higher kurtosis. That's how I remember it. I could totally be wrong. I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> my next note is fuck probability. <laughs> <laughs> I say that uh, because there's so much to it. There is so much. There are so many ways for probability, there are so many situations. So, probability is uh, situational, <laughs> and then like, do you multiply it? Do you subtract it? If you do it this and this, what is the probability of you getting in a wreck and getting a flat tire? What or, or what is it? Your probability of getting in a wreck or getting a flat tire? And like, I had a hard time remembering. Like, okay, well, fuck uh, it. Or equals this, and then and equals this. Uh, I had a, a tough time like trying to suss that out all in my head it, just that but then you add in the other things binomial distributions and Poisson distributions and you're like what the fuck okay um, alright I know how to do a binomial distribution you go into Excel and you fucking go to your data set and you go to binome.dist and it gives you the answer <laughs> um, how do you do it I don't fucking know. <laughs> Kidding me? Do, do I want to know how to do a binomial distribution? Like, 
when I am 55 and I'm like sitting around like an hopefully like whittling fucking something <laughs> on my front porch, am I going to want to do a binomial distribution by hand? I hope not. Because if I do, like I will want to take that thing that I'm whittling and like stick it right in my eye. <laughs> And then yeah, Poisson distributions. I don't I don't even remember. I I just saw this word and I was like glancing through a text and I was like, oh yeah, I remember Poisson distribution. I remember because like Poisson means fish in French. So I just remember it as the fish distribution. <laughs> and then uh and then when I when I think of fish distribution, I think of the band fish and then I think about the lizard song and I'm like, oh, the lizard da, da, da. <laughs> Tranastagio fucking tripping balls at a fucking fish concert thinking about Poisson distributions and then my mind just wanders and I'm like why am I not at a fish concert that sounds like a so much better idea than doing Poisson distributions that's how my fucked up brain works this is what statistics will do to you it will turn you into a fucking loony ranting tune on a microphone um and then you have continuous distributions which uh yeah all right uh, then you're going to run into samples and samples, the ripple effect of samples. This is where you're going to run into things like P values, um, and, uh, null hypothesis and rejecting the null or failing to reject the null and a, a type one error and a type two error. Uh, try to keep all of that straight because, uh, uh, you will walk away uh, from it remembering p equals 0.05 in most cases but then like i i kid you not like you will be sitting in a master's level level course and and the the professor will say what's a p value and you're gonna get like these blank stares and you're like uh 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 i just know that like there's a 0.05 involved (laughs) but but uh yeah, it's a probability um, of getting that uh, answer uh, or one that is more extreme. That is off the top of my head. So I hope that's right. <laughs> so then you like fail to reject or uh, uh, reject the null hypothesis, which is like basically, I don't know, layman's terms, like the hypothesis that you kind of went into the thing thinking. So, um <clears throat> Yeah, with with samples, you're going to run into confidence intervals. Um, you're going to run into central limit theorem and normal distributions, and that's where uh, you'll see things like uh, uh, kurtosis and skew, that sort of thing. Um, you're going to have one sample test, and then you're going to have two sample tests, and the way to calculate them is slightly diff- different because uh, uh, you have the uh, two different tails. And uh, basically, with the two tails, you kind of got to split that in half. And, like, well, you look at either side of it because it's going to either be a negative or a positive of the number that you get. And, yeah, so that is confusing when you get into it. It's like, okay, well, one sample, I do this. Two sample, I do this. Make sure that you get them correct because otherwise, I mean, those are like landmines. Statistics for the statistics that is a tough thing to say ooh to say made me hiccup um but i think that they do this cuz they like to see you 
in they derive pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation of others. They like to uh, uh, trip you up by saying, "Oh, you got that answer wrong because this is a two-sample test." Oh, you got that wrong because uh, because the p-value in this situation is point uh, fucking point one. It's like, well, who's gonna use a fucking p-value of fucking point one? Like the stupid. Uh, you're not gonna do that. Um, but yeah, they, they do shit like that to see if you're paying attention and you're breaking the word problem down correctly. It's, uh, it drives you insane. Uh, then you're going to get to regression and the, uh, uh, that the regret regression equation. I actually did pretty well with, with regression. Uh, then you get into multiple regression and then, uh, yeah, fuck that. Uh, um, all right, and then uh, you got the chi-square, um, and then there's a bunch of other shit that I didn't even mention, didn't even come close to mention. One thing that I did, uh, that I did like, and that I do use, is a freaking tree diagram. And a tree diagram basically takes a probability of something happening, and like splits it off into different probabilities and so like you take the first probability and then you're dealing with the probability of that happening for your next event occurring and that has really helped me with um i don't know i can't give any just actual real world examples but it is a really easy type of thing that you can do to to like uh, give you the probability of, of something occurring um so I did like that one, um, and that's about it. <laughs> um, okay, how to study all this shit. I'm going to do a future episode about how to study like a boss because I do think as much as I sort of suck about uh, with this and some other things, I do think that I have really got a hold on studying for this and for other stuff, especially things with numbers. So, um, and I'm not, I'm not good, uh, or I wasn't good with numbers. And I, I do want to sort of preface that. Um, there's a lot of people that, that will say, uh, that they are just not good at math or they don't get math. And I, I would say kind of bullshit on that. Um, I was one of those people and math is a, is a component of this, and numbers are a component of this. Some of these formulas are incredibly difficult. Um, it, it takes a lot of work. I think just discounting it and saying I'm not good at it or just like waving your hand and saying, no, that's, that's not for me, uh, that's the easy way out. That's the way a lot of people take. And the people that are really good at this um, I, I do want to shout out for that because to, for those people, because like it, it doesn't, I don't know, maybe for some people it does come naturally, but it is a lot of work. It is, it is, it's a lot of work to remember all this stuff. It's a lot of work to keep this sorted out in your brain. It's a lot of practice, 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 practice. That is uh, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, it sounds um, simple. Sounds like a simple solution, and it is. But it's as with anything. Like I think you know, we're living in an age where we want instant gratification. 
um, and myself included. Sure, I want this show to do well. I want people to share it. And uh, please share with your friends and uh, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I do want instant gratification. Everybody does. I And we want the likes. Uh, we do it for the gram. Um, but a lot of this stuff takes a lot of hard work. And it doesn't pay off for a long-ass time. The people that are really good at this have invested hours and hours and days and years of their life to this shit. So... Um, they may be a little sadistic, but uh, but they are not uh, they are not just born with it. I, I will say that I, I don't think they're just inherently good at it. They spent a lot of time crafting this skill. So shout out to y'all. So how do you study for this shit? My the way that I did it was sort of crazy, like uh, with numbers things for whatever reason. It is the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning. And it is like I will wake up uh, through the work week and start working on this stuff. And I will do it before coffee. Like I will work on this stuff for an hour and then brew a cup of, a cup of coffee. And I will do it every single day. Except uh, except my day off that I designate, uh, depending on the semester. So depends on when my classes are depends on the course that I take on when I choose when that day off is. Um, so, but I, I will not deviate from, from that schedule. I will wake up and it will be the first thing that I do until the course is over. Uh, and, and, and do a little bit of time, do an hour of it so that you're not spending your whole Saturday doing it. Cause like, what kind of life is that? That sucks. So that's how I study for the shit. When it comes exam time, um, that's where the practice exam. Uh, so, all right, let me give you this quick anecdote. Uh, I had a buddy, um, was not from the U.S. and was his first time uh, in a program in the U.S. and he was really struggling with this. Uh, he was really struggling with with stats, uh, NBA stats. And I was like, yo, dog, like, um, part of this, you know, it's, it's not, no, it's not about, or the exam is not about knowing how to do all of it. It's how to do a nut, like how to, how to do the things that they're asking for and how to read the question in a way to know what they're asking for. So it's not just uh, knowing the material, it's knowing what, uh, knowing how to take the test. So, uh, we spent maybe two different, three different converse phone conversations going through homework assignments and going through pra practice exams and saying, okay, this is how this question reads. And here is the tell in the question of what they're asking for. This is what they're asking for. This is the part when they say this, this, and this, that means that they're asking for, for this type of thing. So a, a, a good part of that is how to interpret what's on the test. And we'll get into that. I'm going to pull some examples um, of some questions and I'm going to um, go over like how to interpret that and how to read that because um, test taking and test taking in the U.S., um, I think is different, uh, than in, in other countries, um, where like 
there's a way that uh, you can tell what somebody is asking for. And uh, I'll get into that on a future episode on, on how to study, how to study for a test. But when you do the practice test, like you need to be clear with a professor that uh, you want to know like if the practice test is indicative of what you will see on the final. And usually it is. I, I haven't, I mean, there was one professor where I, I didn't necessarily know, but like for the most part, the practice exam is the thing that you want to study. Uh, you don't, in my experience, you don't need to know all of the 400 pages of stuff that you worked on on the homework. You need to know how to do the stuff that's on the practice exam. Spend your time on that. That's been my experience, and I've had very good outcomes. I don't know. Your program may be different, but that's how I've done things, and it has worked for me. Uh, it may not work for you. I don't fucking know. This is fucking free advice. Uh, it's bad advice probably too, so take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into uh, an episode on how to study like a boss. I think that'll be my next episode and then we'll do some like leadership stuff um if you'd like to be on the show if you think you have some good contributions uh, to talk about anything uh, on how to apply any of these lessons into like a real work workplace scenario that type of thing i think would be a lot of fun uh hit me up at mba whole podcast you're gonna have to follow me first there i'm not gonna get my email out because fuck that like uh y'all gotta follow me on twitter and then um hit me up there or maybe find me on SoundCloud or something like that. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll start a convo there. Then we can move to the emails and stuff and, uh, I'll Skype you in. That's all you need is a Skype connection. I won't even ask you for a WhatsApp group or fucking Google Hangouts. <laughs> Just good old fashioned Skype. Ye old Skypey. All right. Uh, again, uh, please, uh, share this with, uh, any, anybody you think would like it and, uh, we'll talk to you later. The opinions and views expressed in the show are that of the host only. They do not represent their children, wives, dogs, employers, co-workers, neighbors, in-laws, friends, friends, acquaintances, or esteemed university faculty.